0: Here we are again, the final batch of films in Will Smith's filmography. After the lowest of the lows, we end on a high. Four films that in some way or another remind us and audiences worldwide why Will Smith is one of the biggest stars in box office history. On this, the sixth and penultimate edition of Getting Willy With It, we catch up to Will Smith's career as he charts a new course on the big screen. Plus, we finalize our rankings of his best films and performances and announce the nominations of next week's Willie's For the second to last time, let's discuss why we ain't never had a star like Will Smith on this, the 140th episode of What's in the Box Office. Q theme music. Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome to What's in the Box Office. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I have a, a new, slightly more vulgar question for the group. If you fucked a witch without a condom, are you at risk of magical STDs or just regular ones, Brian. Oh, it's a question specifically directed to me. I I was directing to you for the answer first. We're going all around.
0: Um, I think you might be susceptible to supercalifragilisticexpiala
1: gonorrhea. All right. Wonderful. Ahmad? That's the best I can mag- do. Magical diseases or just uh, regular stuff?
2: Uh, I think definitely magical. And um, I'm kind of curious what... what... What they would be like? Is this good magical or are these like bad? Hey, ma- like, is this the you, Dark Lord magical? You heard it here first. A
0: mod's a mod's uh, going raw dog. Got oh yeah, some witches. <laughs> maybe
2: maybe
1: you'll get wishes or something
0: in their own way. Aren't all STDs a little magical? <laughs> so and- we're here again with uh, a mod, and when I say again, I do mean again. Uh, no you, you'll have to explain what your first uh, intro was, since you said a less vulgar version of it.
1: Yes, well... But uh, why, yeah.
0: why don't you explain what's happening as we record of course,
1: this on Wednesday? Of course, my original intro was just an allusion to the classic Bad Boys for Life quote, uh, mm-hmm. Would you fuck a witch without a condom? i uh, unfortunately the first time we went through this a uh, bit of a technical error uh, my audio feed was lost uh brian ahmad your feeds came out great uh, so we could have had two-thirds of a uh, very fun podcast and just long b- bouts of silence
0: instead but you're it- getting uh th- the, the whole enchilada of
1: a uh
0: exhausted uh drained podcast <laughs>
1: Yes, my uh, my ego got in the way. I refused to be uh, left aside. So we're going again. So basically, we've already talked about these films, we've already ranked
0: these films and performances, and I've already announced the willies to these gentlemen. So we're going to we're doing all this for you is what I'm saying. So Because
1: we love you.
0: Yes. Enjoy it. So, truly enjoy it. Uh, all right. How are we starting this? A big Willie style. Uh, Ahmad, what's going on with Will Smith uh, right now or two years ago?
2: <laughs> yes. So uh, 2018 um, was, I believe, a much better time for Wilson's music career than the previous 10. Um, he delivered a lot of features in 2018 that I think reflected a more calculated approach to his music persona. The first of which was in May of 2018, where he was featured on the official theme song for the World Cup. It was called Live It Up, um, a song by Nicky Jam, which features Will Smith and Era Um And I think this song is um, much better aligned with the music Will has clearly been interested in making in this era, which is Latin techno music. Um, it's a much better song than his 2017 single with DJ Jazzy Jeff, Get Lit. Um, but still not a perfect song. It's a a Latin techno song for the World Cup, which was held in Russia. Uh, Makes no sense, but it was, you know, one of those generic motivational songs that doesn't really say a lot, but you get why, you know, the World Cup would want a song like this as their theme song. Um, In June, he released, uh, he was featured on the reggae remix to his son, Jaden's most popular song, Icon, this reggae remix was actually more of a Latin mix. It also featured Nikki Jam, who the listeners may know as Zuelo from Bad Boys to Life. We'll get into that later. Um, I really like this remix. The production was cool. The way they flipped the original um, icon song by Jaden was inventive. It was catchy. Um, I think Will's verse was serviceable. And then finally, in 2018, in September, he was featured on Estarico, Rico, a song by Mark Anthony and Bad Bunny, who did all of the heavy lifting. Um, this, this was probably the best of Will's Latin techno songs. I would absolutely listen to this song again. And I think Will Smith's role as the hype man rapper works very well here. He's starting to find a niche that he is going to immediately let go of in like six months. So that is the Big Willie style for the first part of the podcast.
0: Does anybody remember uh, what, what we talked about after Ahmad said those things?
2: Um, well,
1: I have a new question, uh, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, so you mentioned he was on uh, one of Jaden's songs. Mm-hmm. Jaden's really most a,
0: popular song. Yes,
1: yeah, really done a lot of work to make Jaden happen uh, throughout <laughs> his career. Uh, so my first question, is Willow still making music? Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: she is um she had a great
0: album like two or three years ago, yeah,
2: yeah. she releases a lot less music than Jaden um, I think she's i mean Jaden is you know he's calculated, but I feel like she's much more uh of one of those artists who like is really serious about how she releases stuff and doesn't just wanna release stuff if it's not ready, things like that, so For sure, um. She...
1: Does uh, does Will ever feature into
2: any of her music?
1: No, mm. you know I don't recently. think I've ever
2: heard a, a Willow Will Smith song. Mm-hmm. So well, her, she, had she
0: had an album in two thousand nineteen, self titled. Mm-hmm.
1: That was okay. uh, that was, it was very that, was very good.
0: She has a really this, strong this, voice.
1: She's a very so, interesting. This all voice. sounds familiar now that you're saying it. Yeah, I remember suddenly she had a self titled album and people really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that's just because she's uh, she has any business being a musician, and doesn't need Will Smith to be like pushing her up the hill.
2: Yeah, I, I was know. gonna say I actually, you know, I don't
1: I don't know if Jaden has any business being a musician. He doesn't <laughs> have any business being an actor.
2: <laughs> I, I would. You
1: can write songs.
2: I would say that Willow doesn't want a Will Smith verse on her mm-hmm. on her music. Like, it does
0: not match her style. <laughs> fit. No. Okay. Well, we have. I, uh, I liked
1: her song about her hair. Okay,
0: she was long, like 13 when she did that.
1: <laughs> it was good. It was catchy.
0: Um, that's the exact opposite music that she's making now. Yeah. Our final four films. Uh, we're catching up to the present. Actually, literally a year ago. Uh, Aladdin, Gemini Man, Spies in Disguise, and Bad Boys for Life. We come full circle. Start with Bad Boys, end with Bad Boys for Life. But first. Aladdin, released May 21st, 2019, directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Mina Massoud, uh, Naomi Scott, Will Smith, Marwan Kanzari, and Nassim Padrad. 57 on Rotten Tomatoes, 53 on Metacritic. It opened at number one with $91 million, $116 million over the five-day. 355 total domestically and a billion worldwide. In 2016, a few months after the mammoth success of The Jungle Book, Disney greenlit Aladdin with Guy Ritchie at the helm. A year and a half later, Will Smith signed on. It was a daunting task, obviously, considering how ingrained Robin Williams is in the role of the genie in audiences' minds. The first look, images of the film dropped before its release. Uh, it was just him lying on that pillow with his hands when, when he goes, Tell me about the princess, just as Will Smith. And people were like, what? Is he just going to look like that? And then they were, that's bullshit. And then they released an image of him in the CGI blue. And they said, that's bullshit. Um, uh, Fair or not, criticizing uh, or just comparing it to Rob Williams look in the 1992 animated classic. Uh, Despite the skepticism, the film was a massive hit becoming Smith's biggest film here and abroad. It was a much needed hit for Smith after a series of critical and commercial flops. Finally, Aladdin might actually mark a turning point for Will as it symbolizes the shifting power of a list stars. When Smith became a huge star five episodes ago or six technically uh he succeeded because the reigning formula was big star as something marketable people saw the films of will smith tom cruise julia roberts and tom hanks because they liked them and if the concept worked all the better will smith is a date doctor hey who does the genie remind us of tom cruise is a lawyer who learns his law from his corrupt julia roberts tries to sabotage her best friend's wedding tom hanks stranded on an island but as streaming and tv on and tv shifts audiences attention from the theatric from oh, such a long thing uh as it shifts their theatrical habits is not what it says but that's what i'm gonna say um they oh their theatrical habits change there we go now the film now the films that work mostly have to be franchise fair or a star as a likable slash recognizable character tom cruise as Ethan hunt Tom Hanks as Sully Sullenberger Will Smith as the genie or later Mike Lowry it's not always the case but with especially aging a-list stars for the next iteration of their career they may not be able to rely on their name alone this Aladdin was a perfect example for Will Smith and with Bad Boys for Life and the upcoming King Richard which is Will Smith as the William sisters father he may be settling into the next phase of his career all right personal history with Aladdin um Ahmad, you hadn't seen it in theaters, but you've seen it recently, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I want to say early to mid-2020, we watched it on Disney+. Plus. Um, and that was the first time I had seen it. We didn't see it in theaters.
0: And Noah, I, took, I saw it with you in theaters. That was my second time, your first.
1: Yes. Yes, we saw this uh, together, we I believe, at when... a fairly late showing.
0: Um, I saw it with my mom, which was very special because Aladdin... We're pretty sure it was the first movie I'd ever seen. Uh, There are some reports that it was actually Beauty and the Beast. And I was bored and started sweeping the aisles as a one-year-old. I took like a little pan (laughs) and started cleaning. Um, But definitely saw Aladdin in theaters. Uh, I just can't get the timing right. But I was was crying at the beginning during the Cave of Wonders. Very scary. But since then, Aladdin has been a huge part of my life and adolescence. It was my favorite Disney movie. I wore baggy uh, sweatpants to look more like him. I, uh, I had stuffed up booze. I had action figures, play sets. I went as Aladdin in preschool, a homemade costume that I still have in a closet here uh, that was made by my mom and a friend of hers. Uh, I got out of the car to go into preschool, very excited, and I fell in mud. But I had a soldier on because that's what Aladdin would do. And actually, when I went in, uh, there was a girl who was dressing as Jasmine, which I'm sure made for very cute. Let's force them to take a picture together from the parents. I had that photo somewhere as well of of me and uh, Darcy as uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. But this, I love the music. This really, this movie really makes me very, very nostalgic, and it gives me goosebumps, and it gives me weird feelings, and and um. I'm very skeptical about these Disney reimaginings. Most of them are really bad. And I was really worried about this, but uh, with my mom was like nudging me and singing along in the theater. Um, uh, She was so excited to be seeing that. And it really felt like a full circle moment. Movies are a huge part of my life going to the theater is a huge part of my life. And, uh, and she took me, uh, possibly, to my first movie. And here we are, 20, what, seven years later, whenever it was, um, seeing a new iteration of that same movie on the big screen. So it's a really special moment. And uh, I think they do a great job in this movie. Uh, what do you guys think of this new Aladdin?
1: I think it, you know, I, you mentioned you're often skeptical of the Disney movies. I am too, uh, I think, even to a greater degree than you are. I think yes. they're for the most part, all pretty bad. They all do a pretty good job of sucking out like the the life, the vibrancy, the charm, the color uh, of the animated versions. I, and I, I think this Aladdin does a good job in parts of retaining or adding new like life charm to the movie. Uh, I think Will Smith is a big part of that. I think he's the more I think about it, the more I think he's just kind of like the perfect choice to do the the modern genie Mm -hmm. in a way that can still be such a such a vibrant and distinct personality the way Robin Williams was and have a a similar, you know, like loud, fast talking, uh, cracking jokes kind of style, but also being uh, unique in its own right. Uh, And I think Will Smith fit that to a T. Uh, I really enjoyed Nassim Pedrad's character as a little uh, a little add on. I found her very very funny and big, just in a way that cartoons should be. Uh, and I also thought Naomi Scott was incredibly good. I was very surprised. Uh, wow, incredibly her. good. Well, yeah, I mean, relative to playing Jasmine Aladdin, I, I don't know. If I'd put her up for an Oscar, but uh, she might but, be yeah, a prayer Willie. Yeah, uh, I, I I was very impressed by uh, by her. I came out wanting to see her in more things.
0: Uh, We should watch uh, the new uh, Power Rangers again. That was pretty solid. She's in that. Maybe is she in that? Yeah, she plays the Uh, Pink Ranger. She's Kimberly. Um, Uh, Mod, what about you?
2: Um, I was very high on this movie. Um, Aladdin, uh, the original Aladdin, wasn't one of my favorite Disney movies. I didn't like hate it. It just wasn't in like my top five. Um, But I would definitely say that of the live action remakes done of the movies from our childhood, not even just Disney movies, that this is probably my favorite. Um, I would definitely rewatch it again. I think like a lot of the Will Smith movies that we've watched, when Will Smith entered uh, the scene for the first time, the movie kind of like kicked up a notch. Like it kind of was like breathing new life. Um, I thought he was great. He really found a good way to bring his own personality to the genie character. He was hilarious. It was fresh. He was charming. Um, his performances, singing and dancing, a friend like me, um, and even Prince Ali were probably some of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, I was impressed with Naomi Scott, and I also really liked uh, Marwan Kenzari. Um, their performances. Um, and in a smaller role, I liked the direction choices for characters like Abu, the carpet, Iago, Raja, giving them a little bit of personality similar to the, the animated films, which is something that I think is hard to do for those type of characters. Um, it was It was a really good movie. I was very surprised because um, I hadn't seen the original in a while, so I guess I didn't really know what to expect, but I had low expectations, and they completely exceeded it.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. It's bright and colorful. Guy Ritchie does a good job directing the action sequences. Um, you know, uh, we differ of opinion. Uh, Noah differs from Ahmad and I about uh, Mina Masood. I think that he's perfectly capable here. There are some rough spots with him. I think he does the comedy bits a lot better than the dramatic bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he can handle that a lot more. He's a skilled dancer, uh, and he's just good with his body. He's good at moving, which is very important in relation to Aladdin. Um, but it in Nassim Pedra, we've mentioned, I think the Sultan's really uh, uh, solid. But it is Will Smith's movie here, and he crushes it. He does a uh, contemporary take on this character, which is exactly what Robin Williams did. Because the genie doesn't know he's in a movie. The, sorry, the genie does know he's in a movie. The you know the the original animated film, the one telling us the story. In this one, it's him telling his kids. In the animated one, it's he plays a uh, a, a beggar on the street who's telling the audience the story of, of the magic lamp. Um, so already he's he's we're aware that this is a breaking of the fourth wall. So those what Rob Williams is doing with the improvisation by doing impressions. Will Smith does by turning up the musical styles or the dancing or the jokes we we mentioned during our last recording the joke with the uh, prince when he says i can make you a prince and then a guy pops up out of frame not out of frame but way in the background and says uh uh, y'all see my palace which is terrific and hysterical and he does a great job Um, those little flourishes that that make it modern but don't feel out of place Uh, Really work. And yes, Friend Like Me and Prince Ali, both that I've watched on YouTube since we watched the movie, (laughs) are really good uh, scenes. Prince Ali, when he waits for the Sultan to tap his thing and you expect the beat and the song to go up tempo, but it stays low is a really smart choice and got me out, almost out of my seat in the theater. It was very exciting. Um, it's a really, really well done movie. Surprisingly. So, so I'm, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they do do a sequel, whether it's based on the return of Jafar or not.
1: I do want to uh, say as a last comment that I think I forgot to bring up last time. Uh, I think for a movie that was clearly not worried about trying to be more like grounded or realistic now that it's live action in the way that like Mulan was, uh, where they're like, we're not doing any songs. Yeah. This movie was was very, uh, very big and very bold. I think the decision to like mute Yago and turn him into just like a regular bird that talks,
0: uh,
1: uh, criminal, <laughs> uh, unacceptable. You
0: would, you would prefer Tudick be like a, a wise cracking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think
0: uh, Alan Tudick who plays Iago in this movie also played the robot from iRobot. Oh, yeah!
1: Oh, sure. What's his
0: name? I forgot the character's name. Sunny. name. Sonny, yeah.
1: Sonny, yeah, I would not have remembered Sonny at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. You have a good I, I like him more in this, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, he was fine as Sonny. I just didn't like iRobot. But no, I don't think it will be surprising, uh, at least to you, Brian, to learn that as a child, my favorite character in Aladdin.
0: That was mm. was, was who's your favorite character in the lion king
1: I, uh, it's i mean it's timon and pumbaa i yeah. guess if i had See? to pick one it would be yeah. pumbaa
0: but yeah. who's your favorite character in beauty and the beast
1: i do i have a favorite character in beauty and the
0: beast? Say, it's it's the, the these comedic sidekicks you very yeah. much
1: yeah but I, I don't think any of the uh i'm
0: sure i'm sure you were a big fan of the raccoon in pocahontas <laughs> he's running around yeah. being mischievous.
1: Yeah, sure. He didn't. It's speak,
0: not a problem. No. It's just no, no. He didn't speak. He did. He didn't speak. No, none of the but animals. Like, and,
1: but like Sebastian. Sebastian's the crab, right? Yeah, In Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sebastian's yeah, yeah. great. I. Uh, but yes, I. Uh, and I guess it could have still been Alan Tudyk. I got it. He's not. He's no Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I'm it, just saying you're, you're leaving something on the table there.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I Kevin Hart. Oh, Kevin
1: Hart as the bird.
2: I I would have done. You know, it. You're gonna
0: have to. You're kind of gonna have to give that bird a lot more lines and a bigger paycheck. But <laughs> yeah, a lot more lines,
1: and you know sure. who can afford a bigger paycheck?
0: The I, Disney Entertainment listen, Company. This movie already costs 180. Like, let's call. It. Let's let's cool. Let's pump the brakes.
1: 195 would not <laughs> change anything. It made a bunch of money. I'm just I'm just saying, these ideas are free
2: sure i i do want to add um i forgot this the first time we record this brian you mentioned uh mina masood's dancing another yeah. favorite scene of mine is that scene where the genie is like puppeteering him dancing yeah and mina masood is like dancing as if he's being puppeteered mm-hmm. and it's just like
0: it's that a physical performance incredible
2: yeah, yeah that's I really like. you know
0: speaking of the party and I mentioned this in my in my uh, little long paragraph there was um a big part of the success of Will Smith in this movie is that he we've seen him do this this is just hitch oh right yeah, he's yeah. playing he's playing a matchmaker between uh Jasmine and Aladdin and he falls in love on the side and then uh at the end they have a looking at the camera and dancing uh, in a um, in a line scene mm mm-hmm. mhm very, uh, very reminiscent. Uh, star rating for Aladdin. This is a three for me.
2: Three and a half for me. All right. That was. Uh,
1: I'm. I'm curious to see. Do you guys have your star ratings written down? From no. Last time. I do. All right. Okay. Uh,
0: you curious I guess, to see if mine changes both, at all?
1: Correct so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just just curious. I. This is a two for me. <sighs>
0: <laughs> our next film is gemini man released october 11th 2019 directed by ang lee starring will smith mary elizabeth winstead clive owen benedict wong and will smith 26 percent on rotten tomatoes 38 on metacritic opened at number three with 20 million dollars 23 million over the four day it opened over uh, indigenous people's day uh 48 domestic gross 173 worldwide gemini man has been in some form of development since 1997, originally with Tony Scott to direct and Harrison Ford and Chris O'Donnell as the lead roles, uh, director after director was, were attached and over a dozen actors were considered. Oh, God. I have to go back to the – all I wrote down is wiki. Uh, uh, yeah, the 30
2: <laughs> actors that were inconsiderate. Yeah, there's a giant list
0: of actors. I, I read this last time to uh, to show Noah. Now if I it, will do it to show the audience.
1: If it helps, I remember the list includes John Voigt. <laughs> uh it does yes
0: the list is uh harrison ford robert de niro al pacino michael douglas chris o'donnell mel gibson tommy lee jones kevin costner pierce brosnan bruce willis Josh Volta, john, john voigt denzel washington johnny depp nicholas cage brad pick keanu reeves tom cruise clint eastwood gerard butler nick nolte matt damon ben affleck jason statham dwayne johnson michael b jordan Adrius elba arnold schwarzenegger sylvester stallone and sean connery were all considered at some point during the making of this movie
1: what what do you think hearing the, hearing that list? Uh, the age thing doesn't quite work, I don't think. Uh-huh. But what do you think about a reunion of Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones as the two roles in this? That movie? doesn't work at all. Now it's it's too close. You can't even like age up the young one.
0: What do you mean? How how far are apart the are they? Age? How far apart are they? Hold on. Tommy Lee Jones is seventy four. 98 and uh harrison ford is four years older than tommy Lee jones all right well never
1: mind <laughs> <laughs> and never i mind.
0: bet i bet in your head you were thinking that harrison ford would be the younger one weren't you
1: i was yeah
0: definitely. that's that i just learned that's wild that higher harrison and like, I, was, I was trying to ready back to do another indiana a, jones. Tommy
1: Lee jones seems older than him in that mm-hmm. so i guess it could work but no, so never let's mind. say
0: let's say we do denzel I don't know if you'd. not if we'd want to cast a younger one, or if we'd want to do the uh, the fa-
1: like a Denzel in like Glory, versus. Yeah, Denzel I mean de- today. Yeah, de- I think Denzel today could have worked, worked with the the face de aging yeah. just as well. Yeah, I don't, know how, I don't yeah. know how
0: well he he'd be able to act young though.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> I feel like
0: he's he's really settled in his ways there. Um. Finally, the techno it never got made. Finally, the technology caught up. To the premise, and Smith and Lee signed on. This was Ang Lee's second film to be shot at 120 frames per second. That is the uh, uh, the, the frames that you see per second. Um, generally, the film standard is 24 frames per second. And the only reason that it's that, I believe, is because that was the, ch- uh, the slowest you could go while still having sound sync up to your picture. And since film was incredibly expensive when film was expensive back in the day, um, they wanted to do it at the cheapest rate, and that was it. And then it became industry standard. Our eyeballs our eyeballs, all connected to that. And so that's what it was. Um, but since then, the last six years or so, uh, directors have been experimenting. Peter Jackson with the Hobbit movies. Ang Lee shot an entire film. I think the Hobbit movies were at 48 uh Angley shot Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk which was a bad movie at 120 nobody saw it um no one i saw this in 2D but at 120 frames per second and it basically just makes the image look incredibly smooth and clear like if you get a new TV you have to turn off motion um smoothing uh it makes it look like it's in uh, like a, a soap opera like you're watching it in person as opposed to in a movie it's very uh jarring at first It was uh, Will Smith's first time working with an Oscar-winning director, but the film failed commercially and critically in a better marketplace basically all the other times this movie was about to be made. This seems like a surefire smash. If the film was better reviewed, it might have had a chance, as this is still a pretty juicy premise. Basically, the Will Smith you fell in love with on Fresh Prince and Independence Day and Men in Black against the Will Smith we know today. Alas. Uh, I already said uh, how no one I saw, Gemini Man. Uh, Ahmad, this is another rental for you?
2: Yeah, so... Saw this uh, probably mid-2020 um, after everybody had been talking about it for good or for bad. And I think I even had some conversations with you two after you all saw it. Um, so I definitely made sure this was on the list of movies I wanted to see, especially because Will Smith was in it. So saw it in the comfort of my own home in a lovely, what, 24 frames per second?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I think is
2: just
0: fine. It <laughs> yeah, 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 the, the twenty, the hundred and twenty doesn't. It was weird watching it this time. That opening shot of the train station and the train passing. I distinctly remember that being the first shot in the movie and being like, oh, "Okay, all right." Just like blinking a <laughs> Like this is how it's gonna look. So that was that was very. Um, that that really took me back to the theater. Uh, how was it this time, Ahmad?
2: Um, you know, I think it was probably. Actually now that I've had more time to reflect on it yeah. I think it was slightly better than I found it the first time. I think I had a lot of expectations going into the first viewing, but in this second viewing um you know, I I really loved all of the action in in this this viewing. Um I thought Will Smith mainly his older character um was good in it i think he's about as good as a lot of his like standard good roles across the movies we've watched um i really liked mary elizabeth winstead in this movie um there was a particular scene early on where i think i think the guy who she was fighting said something like you've got five seconds or so i'm gonna like hand you your teeth or something like yeah. that yeah. And then she like flips it on him, says the same thing to him, and then Will enters the scene and she just puts the guy's teeth in her hand. Which yeah. Will didn't even know the joke, so that was like strictly for us. Um and I thought that was pretty funny. But um the ending of this movie was pretty <laughs> was pretty bad for me, which kind of gave it a hit on the star rating for me. I thought the action in the first two-thirds of the movie we're good, and then everything at the end kind of just like brought it downhill for me. But it was a, a pretty good average movie for me,
1: Noah. Yeah, I my memory of when we saw this in theaters is that I came out thinking that was like completely average replacement level at best and like bad at worst. And so I was very surprised this time around to find it like mostly good. I thought, I mean, Ahmad, you're absolutely right that the end, the last ten, fifteen minutes of this movie, uh, everything from the surprise, like super soldier, third clone, to the uh were your parents now at school thing, doesn't work. It like the clone, th- the super soldier doesn't work, and then the school thing really doesn't work. I, uh, but the rest of it was just like. Pretty pretty solidly executed, like boilerplate. This kind of movie, you've got your your ex your ex commando lead with the uh, the young up and comer rookie type, his uh, his buddy who used to be special forces, played by uh, played by like a nice schlubby character actor now, uh, and they're they're globetrotting, they're doing hijinks, and the uh, the action scenes, I I agree with you for the most part, were really good. The whole long uh, chase scene in columbia culminating in the motorcycle fight mm. it was really cool uh i really liked the the first half of the ending shootout when it's just will will smith and mary elizabeth winstead and he's like listen here's our guns aim at the shoulder aim at the neck you set him up i spike him down here we go uh that was all uh all pretty cool. I thought I agree that Will Smith was good in it. I think better as old Will Smith. I don't know that him playing young really worked. It was just a very like very serious stone-faced guy. I uh, But I was just pretty pleasantly surprised throughout until suddenly it was bad again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think the movie really peaks in the middle. Uh, it's surrounded by tropes that I, I, find boring like them have like going to a secret meeting at a steam bath and they're both him and Mary Elizabeth are in robes, but the other guy isn't. And and then they, they sit and they talk for two seconds that that's all been there, done that him going, how does he know where we are? Oh, we have a tracker in you. I don't care about that, but it's really the, the, everyone's good in it. And it's the motorcycle chase, which had a lot more one shots than I remembered uh, and just not even even before that, the the foot chase that precedes it, and then the, the the catacomb scene. Those are the only two scenes that I think are really really strong. Everything else is pretty boilerplate. Everything with Clive Owen is completely useless um, and just boring. And then the ending is truly atrocious. But the performances are good. I think Will Smith does his best. Is this? It's an interesting character that younger one because he is very sullen, uh, but naive at the same time. He has that mm-hmm. great line, that terrific trailer line. Where he goes, why'd they send you? I'm the best. He goes, you are obviously not the best. That is a beautiful delivery and just so funny.
1: Yeah. There's, a, mean, there's, a, there's another line, I think, in that same scene when uh, older Will Smith is like, look at me. Look at us, dummy
0: yeah oh yeah and,
1: and he, like he pauses and, and hits that dummy and i'm like oh yeah. shit will smith is here this is cool
0: that's all in the delivery where he just goes dummy and he like tears yeah, his head no, it's, it's, yeah it's, that's all in the it's delivery
1: exactly like will smith adding like an extra three points to that scene just whoever, nine,
0: whoever wrote whoever wrote the you are obviously not the best I really like should have just taken the day off and like
1: yeah
0: got an ice cream because it's really really solid it's a lot a of
1: a tiny little ice cream t- and was, yeah <laughs> well then then
0: he immediately was like really He's, like holy shit he was just sitting on a street corner on some studio lot watching them films like he was like oh my god this has to be in the movie um, but uh, I, yeah the movie's very disposable it's it's a it's a very it's still an entertaining. Saturday Night Watch, um, Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth and Benedict Wong all play well off each other. and uh, But I think it really is let down by the ending and just a very underwhelming beginning.
1: I have, um, a, uh, I have a question. I don't think I brought this up last time. Does Benedict Wong die? Is yeah,
0: he, he explodes like... in a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exploding car yeah. shoot, never saw first him. of all he shoots a rocket at that car and then we see yeah. benedict not being able to get the seatbelt off and it explodes and then will smith yells his name and then it explodes again <laughs> and then will smith's like oh no he died i'm like he died the first time yeah. the rocket hit his car
1: i i somehow i somehow like looked away or just didn't notice when he was fumbling with the seatbelt oh, no no and, yeah, so and i knew like the rocket was coming and then like the scene starts going and I just didn't really notice that Benedict Wong wasn't in it. And then they're in like they're in the, they're in the finale and like Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth are talking and he's like, "Yeah, so, you know, I'm just just settling up things. I, I I dealt with Benedict Wong's affairs. I scattered <laughs> his remains." And I'm like, "What?"
0: I mean, it's also completely useless that Benedict Wong. He has no reason to die. There's no reason he dies in this movie. Yeah. No. Um no,
1: he's just it was it was just shocking to me that he was just casually like, Oh yeah, yeah so I you know, I sprinkled his ashes in the sea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned this the last time we recorded, but that ending where he's in college, he's made friends. Uh-huh. So let's say it's October. Been yeah, there for a, there a month. Been there a month. Month or two. And Will Smith goes, Hey, got your passport. You're officially like a fucking person. No, you he would, how did you enroll in that school? How, how did you have, how do you have any of the clothes or any, I mean, you, you can't just go to a college and be like, do you have identification? Well, we're working on that. <laughs> we'll get that also to you. Just,
1: I, I don't, I don't care how much they like come to warily trust each other throughout the movie. Uh-huh. I just could I could not buy less the immediate jump to well you guys are my parents now and i love you and you love me and we're all just a big happy family and there's it's just bright out and there's birds chirping and this is we're just in the end of like dead poet society now yeah it's just not yeah, it's not, not at, at all enjoying school
0: it feels like a scene that they shot two months later like they tested the movie yeah. and they were like well our ending doesn't really work so let's go back and shoot they people want to know that the clone is okay and every living a life. And so let's go back and shoot this in, in a week and a half. And it's like, even Will Smith doesn't, the young Will Smith doesn't look very well digitally uh, in that terrible. scene. It's, it's yeah, just it's not true. a good scene.
1: It's really, it's really, it's really unfortunate, but it's, it's true. It's truly
0: terrible. Uh star rating for Gemini man. Two for me, right? Noah.
1: Yes, that is correct. So yeah. far. So good.
0: Two for me as well.
1: And I went two and a half.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Our next film spies in disguise came out December 25th, 2019 directed by Troy Quayne and Nick Bruno or QA probably starring Will Smith, Tom Holland, Ben, Ben Mendelsohn, Rashida Jones, Reba McIntyre, Rachel Brosnahan, Karen Gillian with Mark Ronson and DJ Khaled. 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54 on Metacritic. It opened at number five with 22 million five day. It opened, uh, On Christmas Day, which must have been a Wednesday, so we count to Sunday. 66 domestic, $171 gross worldwide. In 2017, Smith and Holland signed on to the film based on a short. It wasn't a success, and that's really just a matter of timing. In 2005 or even 2012, this would have had a great chance. But in 2019, even animated films are vulnerable to the streaming effect, either... The animated film needs to be a sequel to a well-liked original from a trusted company or is really, really good, and even then it doesn't always work out. See the Lego movie, the second part, The Good Dinosaur, or Kubo and the Two Strings. The studio behind the film Blue Sky, which was previously owned by 20th Century Fox before Fox was bought out by Disney, was announced by Disney on February 9th of this year to be shutting its doors for good. After 13 films, including the Ice Age franchise, Horton Hears a Who, and the Peanuts movie, Spies in Disguise would be their last. Uh personal history, Spies in Disguise. No and I hadn't seen this, but Ahmad, you had.
2: Yes. Um, this was actually one of the first movies I watched during quarantine. Um I don't even I think I like randomly like found out about it, like maybe on the internet or something, where it was like, oh, what's well, missing an animated movie with Tom Holland? It's like, uh, yes, please. Um, so yeah, I watched it, uh, probably on HBO or something. I don't remember where, but I was a fan. One of the first movies I watched during quarantine was Jigsaw. Ah, the opposite of this movie. Kind of.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, all right. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I, I found it colorful. I found it well animated. I thought the action scenes were crisp. I loved how they animated, the camera angles and the editing styles to match uh, modern action sequences. I thought the performances were great. Uh, it was just a ton, a ton of fun. If I was eleven years old, those cars, those gadgets, the the the, the comedy in it this this would, I would have eaten this up.
1: Yeah, i uh, I don't think I was quite as into it as you, but I also was very pleasantly surprised by how like enjoyable throughout this was. It just, it felt, it fell a little short of the, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm thinking of like other, like animated movies I find to be like, oh, that's, that was actually surprisingly really good. You know, your Kung Fu pandas, your, uh, how to train yeah. your dragons. I yeah. uh, didn't quite reach that level for me, no. but it was, a, uh, it was very pleasantly surprised, especially after Shark Tale. I had no faith in Will Smith as an animated guy and he translated much better in this movie. Uh, his personality was able to uh, to come through. Uh, the the very big and broad premise was surprisingly effective. I really thought it would kind of fall apart after ten minutes with Will Smith as a bird. Yeah, and it just it worked. It uh, it worked. It worked throughout the whole thing. Uh, Ahmad, what about you?
0: Second time watching, what'd you think?
2: Uh, loved it. Um, I loved it the first time. Um, I loved it this time. I think Will Smith and Tom Holland did a great job bringing their characters to life. Uh, Will's character was charming, hilarious. They played off each other well. Um, I thought the villains' like motivations for carrying out his plan and his method of doing it like made complete sense. Like a lot of times, like the villains are just villains, like for the sake of it, and like what they're doing doesn't make a lot of sense. But I felt like Every, everything that he was doing was justified, which I don't know if they wanted me to feel that, but I was like, oh yeah, I get it. Um, there was a lot of just like small, funny things about this movie um, that I thought were well done. Um, the fact that Will Smith, uh, his character, like ran into glass, like a glass door as a human towards the end of the movie, something that he did as a pigeon um, earlier in the movie. Solid um, gag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole true serum thing with the the big dude. Oh, that was really
0: funny. Yeah, their yeah, their their pupils getting big whenever they did it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and then my personal favorite was I can't remember if it was Will's character or Tom Holland's character, but they were in a rush um, to get back into the chase or something, and he like ran up to this dude on a scooter and was like, "This is official business," and like commandeers the scooter, immediately crashes it into a wall, it explodes. And then he like runs up to another scooter. And like this is official business. And I was like, okay, this is great. This is the type of animated movie I enjoy. So yeah, was a yeah that
1: was a, that was that was. I think that was Tom Holland. And I also really enjoyed the guy he commandeered her from the first time. After it explodes, he just kind of looks at Tom Holland and screams, "Yeah, <laughs> It's like what the fuck!"
2: <laughs> it was great.
0: <laughs> uh, it has the kind of animation that I really respond to. This kind of Looney Tunes animation, while keeping. The stylized the very stylized. but I mentioned this last time, but that bell, the little dinging oh, bell sure. on the yeah. desk, and one of the pigeons, Will Smith, going, don't do it. And then the pigeon is slowly moving his giant eye, and the eyeball squishing onto the bell, uh-huh. and him dinging it with his... It's just very exaggerated and funny to me. You know, we mentioned Blue Sky. They, they had 13 movies. This was their last one. And I think that outside of possibly the Peanuts movie... Uh, this might be their best. I have I've seen I haven't seen one Ice Age movie, nor the two Rios, nor Epic, but I've seen everything else, which includes Ice Age Robots, Ice Age The Meltdown, Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, Rio, Ice Age Four, <laughs> Epic, Rio Two, The Peanuts Movie, Ice Age Five, Ferdinand, and this. And I think that this might outside of the Peanuts movie, this might be their best one, and and way to go out on top. This is a This was a blast.
2: I've only seen one of those movies. Which one?
0: Was it Rio?
2: No, the first Ice Age is the only one of those I've seen.
0: Oh, really? Let's see. I saw... Okay. You don't have to see Robots. I saw that in theaters. You don't have to see any of the other Ice Age movies. (laughs) The Peanuts movie is great if you love The Peanuts Gang. Because it plays like a kid's movie. It's not beefed up to aim at adults. It's very gorgeously like hand-drawn almost and it's a very sweet simple story it's really touching uh Ferdinand is nothing I haven't seen any
1: of the others and Horniers a Who I think is okay about it. um Brian when you said you haven't seen one Ice Age movie I thought you were trying to say you haven't seen any of them no I I, no. I was like I know that's not true <laughs> I,
0: don't know. I, I I I didn't see the last Ice Age movie I don't know why I, know. I saw four but I think I did maybe there I were five one. yeah there were five yeah they like, made.
1: They never stopped. They oh made.
0: My God. Well, it's bad. They made so much money over. So generally, a movie makes like, um, let's say, like a, like a, a Kung Fu Panda makes like two hundred million dollars here, and then like six hundred worldwide. So it's a total of six hundred. So two hundred here, like four hundred overseas. Okay. Okay. Ice Age. When they, at their peak, made like 190 here and like 800 million worldwide. No, I'm sorry. 800 million foreign, which make, makes it about 900 million. Total. Wow. They were incredibly popular overseas. Nobody really knows because generally animated. I, I remember the conversation being that they got really popular actors from the territories that they'd be translating to do the voices but i feel like that's standard practice for anything because you're not going to just have like you know i feel like that's probably standard practice but the the animation style was very uh european and spanish especially i think that the filmmakers were spanish um and so i think it translated really well overseas but they were mammoths overseas and that's why they kept making them
1: after a while good one
0: Oh, yeah. Cause he, <laughs> I see what you did there. Manny the Mammoth. That's right. And it's so funny that I say that they got like, and eventually Queen Latifah. It's funny I say they got like huge stars to play them. And then here, the first one was Ray Romano, Dennis Leary, and John Leguizamo. It's like, yeah. boy, that was right before we had to get like big names for our movies, wasn't it? Ray Romano, I can understand. He had a huge television show, but. Yeah. I, I love Ray Romano. I mean, sure, I like him a lot too, but it just uh, the other two are very strange. Yeah, I don't know how much kids like
1: Ray Romano.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I love Ray Romano because I was a big fan of Everybody Loves Raymond, which is not for kids. So, yeah.
1: I, I feel like no. if you're getting Romano, Leary, and like Wasamo, like just get professional voice actors. <laughs> like those those three the are
0: not because Tennessee, Tennessee reason. Yeah, no, no, yeah. like forty year old single. You know, Republican man. It's like, oh, I'll go see Ice Age. Dennis Leary's in it. He's cool. (laughs) No, no one's doing that. I
1: love Rescue Me. (laughs) Oh, that,
0: that was, he wasn't even big from that yet. That wasn't on television, I don't think. Um, Anyway, Spies in Disguise is a ton of fun. Uh, Star rating, I give it three.
1: I gave it a three. Yes, you did. And I gave it two and a half.
0: What did I give it last time, Noah?
1: Three. You're three for three so far. That's right.
0: Uh, Bad Boys for Life, our final film that we'll be discussing uh, on getting really with it. Bad Boys for Life, released January 17th, 2020, directed by Adil and Bilal, starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Paolo Nunes, Nunes, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, Kate Del Castillo, Teresa Randall, with Joe Pantoliano, and DJ Khaled. 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritic, opened at number one with $62 million dollars. 73 million for the five day, 206 domestic, 426 worldwide. A Bad Boys 3 has been in development basically since the release of Bad Boys 2. The project kept coming together and falling apart. In 2008, Will Smith said publicly that he personally asked Michael Bay to help get the third one made. By August 2009, a writer was hired, but the problem kept falling on the salaries of the three principal players. The presumed reason why the film didn't get off the ground for the previous seven years as well. Years went by in 2011, Martin Lawrence claimed it was finally happening. Then three years later, 2014 producer, Jerry Brookheimer said the story was being written two months later. Martin Lawrence announced on Conan that it was happening in 2015. Joe Carnahan was hired to write the script and possibly direct. Sony then announced a release date of February 7th, 2017 and then July 3rd, 2019 for bad boys Four. Then in 2016, Sony changed the release date of the third film to June of 2017. Well, then it had to get pushed back to January of 2018 to avoid Wonder Woman, which was coming out in June. In February 2017, it was announced the film was pushed to November 2018. The very next month, Carnahan left the project due to scheduling conflicts. Sources told The Hollywood Reporter, though, it was due to creative differences. In August of 2017, Sony removed the film from their release schedule, which generally means it's not going to happen anymore. Speaking to Entertainment Weekly that same month, Martin Lawrence said, quote, I don't think we're going to get one, not the way everything's turning out. Will is off doing another movie, and I don't think it's going to happen. Five months later, Belgian filmmakers Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falau Boy, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, began negotiations to direct the film with Smith and Lawrence officially signing on. The film was greenlit in the second half of 2018, and finally, on January 14th, cameras started rolling on Bad Boys 3. The film was expected to be a hit, but not as explosive as it was. It outgrossed the first film in four days. It outgrossed the second film in 16 days. It would become a bona fide Smash earning the title of the biggest January film in history and, if by default, the biggest film domestically of 2020. Legacy sequels sell these days, and this fit the bill to a T. Add in surprisingly good reviews, and you've got a breakout sequel. Expect a fourth to arrive sooner than the third. Personal history with Bad Boys for Life. Well, well actually, before we get to that, I I, I said this last time, but I've been following movie news pretty extensively uh, since... (laughs) I don't think I ever said that since in 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 5th grade I think or in 4th grade at an after school program I was on the computer and I went huh movies.com what's that <laughs> and it was a, it was a movie news website and I started schooling and I my I think my head must have exploded I was like oh my god look at all of this and then this is coming out and this and this this and ever since then I've been following uh box office a uh, box office and well not box office but uh movie news and then eventually box office news and award season news and all this kind of stuff. So I followed all of these stories since this happening. I saw bad boys two in theaters. I hadn't seen the first one, but I was excited to see an R rated movie. So, and I loved it. So I couldn't wait for the third one. So I was there every time these were announced and every time it was pushed back or said it wasn't going to happen. And then it was, and then it wasn't, and then it was taken off the schedule. So I never thought this day would come that I'd eventually see a third bad boys. And, uh, and then it did. Um, which was incredibly exciting. We all saw this together. Oh yeah, I I, I, yeah. I went over to a mod's house and watched uh, the first two uh, to prep, and then we met Noah and uh, and Joe, and uh, Katie was there, was she not?
1: I don't recall actually. I'm not sure that she joined us. I feel like
0: I want to say. Anyway, um it was incredibly crowded. It was at the the Icon of Roosevelt. It was sold out. We were in the first row of the front section, right? Toward yeah. toward the right side. I remember we got there just as the movie was starting and Joe ended up being late and I had to say to him Reggie was in this. <laughs> Reggie is still
1: in this movie. Uh
0: and this is exactly the, you know I mentioned this a lot, but my one of my biggest uh um, one of the things I miss most about being in a theater is seeing a movie with a crowd of people that you don't know, or with people that you do know, but with strangers, then you experience something together. You laugh at the same thing that somebody who you've never met and never will meet is also laughing at the shared experience, this communal thing of, of the movie theater. And so this was the perfect movie to see. We, the crowd was going crazy. They were laughing. Uh we were all sucked into it. I mean, it was a great theatrical experience. It was one of the last ones we had, and uh it, it really was uh, top tier. Um What did you guys think uh, the first time? And then uh, we can go into what we thought this time.
1: I remember uh, really enjoying this the first time. Uh, I think by the time we were going in, I kind of knew that it was supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But... Like before that would not would, nev- would never have expected that Bad Boys 3, uh, not directed by Michael Bay and coming out so many years after the first two, would just even would even hold a candle uh, to people's reputations of the uh, the first movies. Uh, turned out it was really good. It was uh, and still uh, and still was this time around just very, very fun very mercifully short after the two and a half hour bad boys too. Uh, yeah. Really, really enjoyed this.
2: Madru, by you? Um, yeah. I thought, I thought the movie was great uh, when we saw it to your point, Brian, there, there really is nothing like um, seeing a movie uh, for the first time at the same time with a bunch of different people. As somebody who follows, you know, music pretty heavily, there's not really a, a, you know, anything to compare that to musically. Like, I wish that there was a thing where you could, like, experience some of your favorite albums for the first time with, like, a bunch of people and, like, you know, hear their opinions and things like that. But, you know, with the way music is released and the fact that at concerts, you know, they're mostly playing stuff you've already heard before. It's just not really the same. And I just think it would be cool if if it was the same. But yeah, I remember the movie being hilarious. I remember the action being very good. Um, I really thought, uh, I really dug Will Smith's performance. It was good to, you know, see a, a good Will Smith performance, something that I hadn't seen in a while because I hadn't, um, at least in the theaters, um, because yeah, right, in previous sure. movies, I watched it all at home. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a really good movie uh, first time.
0: I just looked it up, we saw this on the Sunday, Sunday night and oh, it was still okay. packed. And I think that's when I, uh, I was Oh, this is going to be huge. Like it was a Sunday night. I, I think the next day was Martin Luther King day. So maybe some people had off work, but it was still a Sunday yeah. night and it was packed. Um,
2: that's impressive.
0: So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it was the 206 million, which is, you know, the last one, Bad Boys 2 was 134. Um and worldwide this exploded. It was the biggest film of this year because theaters closed. And um and and so I, I think this is really, really good. I really, really love this film. I think it's more I think it's it's more well made than the second film. Just technically it's better produced. Um it's tighter, the script is much better. Um and, uh, you know, what it's lacking in bombastic action sequences, it has very, very effective action sequences. Uh, they're both great in it together. They're both really funny. Will Smith has a great arc in this movie. I, I, I love the idea of, uh, of of him, his techniques being um, uh, subsidized by technology and just the idea that it can be done effectively and, 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 and stuff and um uh, you know, the stuff with him and the kid, whatever Joe Penliano is great in this. Um, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a blast. I mean, all you know, it, it, they get better and better movie wise. Um, even if we all think the second one is just more entertaining or some may think it's better. I just, I think that this one is technically a better movie and, uh, and I, I think it's great. It's a ton of fun. The color coloring's great. The, the lighting is terrific. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just, a, I don't know. What can I say? It's bad boys. Yeah.
1: I, I think I think you're I think you're definitely right about it being just like a better made movie. I think this one is the most like consistent throughout, even if it doesn't quite hit the peaks that two does. I think at its best, Bad Boys Two is just the best that Will Smith can give us. I think it's just it's perfectly suited to his talents, and when he's when that when that movie's at its best, it's just a ten out of ten movie star yeah. wise.
0: And so many things could have gone wrong here. The, the, oh, the, the, yeah. su- the, supporting crew, the ammo kids. And I mentioned this last time. I feel like I, I hesitate to mention things I mentioned last time. Cause you guys have already heard it. And I feel like I'm boring you. Uh, the, the, they're, they're still good points. The ammo kids are great and they really develop them. Well, they're played very, uh, uh, on un- Play, played subtly enough where you don't feel they're intruding on just the magnitude of the, of the two leads, um they become very endearing i mean it's just that really could have felt like they're trying to prime us for who could take over the franchise or just these kids are annoying get them out of here we're, we're rooting for marcus and uh, and mike but instead we really root for them all to work together and then when they do it, it really pays off and um and the emotional stakes of this movie are much higher but i remember the audience gasping when mike was shot i gasped when mike was shot i mean who the fuck expected that to happen so violently <laughs> yeah and when they cut to him on the ground his shirt is soaked in blood
2: yeah
1: yeah it was
0: and it you're was thinking boring. to yourself he's not dead but what the fuck's gonna happen and that's the sign of a good movie because we know he's our hero and he's not gonna die but we're also thinking oh my god is he gonna get out of this okay
1: i'm really i'm really glad i didn't go into bed the bad boys for life uh being all that familiar with the first Bad Boys, because mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't have th- I wouldn't have thought that he was going to die, but I definitely would have thought, "Oh God, is Will Smith just going to disappear for twenty minutes again?" Because <laughs> that's what that's what happened in the first one. Maybe no, they're doing instead, he just got shot. Instead, no.
0: Marcus disappears for twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, we get a, a we get like a, a flash forward in time. He's down for like ten minutes of screen time, and then he's back. And,
0: yeah, instead and it's, it's a, Marcus disappears.
1: Um, yeah. Which I'm more okay with.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, sure. Sure.
1: Uh,
0: but it's still, it has, it has the classic bad boy comedy riffs. The guy falling on the car is great. Them screaming in the motorcycle is too. I mean, it's, it's just, it has, it has all the ingredients. It's evil. It's elevated. It's more emotionally um, satisfying of a film. And and that's really what you're looking for. So if they are going forward with this franchise this they are pointed in the right direction this is the team to do it these are the writers to do it bring back ammo like we have an ensemble now if they're going fast and furious which is which was a big talking point when this movie came out a diverse group of characters you include the ammo kids in that um that they're a team with everybody now if you're gonna do that then uh i'm i'm looking forward to it
2: yeah i'd go see that
1: yeah yeah i think I think we do. I think we do need to give the ammo kids a little bit more personality. Mm. Sure. Now that now that we know that especially, like they work,
0: especially uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who really doesn't have anything. You know, the sure. one guy riffs with Mike, the other guy has a full arc of a story, <laughs> and she's and she's just like good at her job.
1: Yeah, I, I just I I think I think about like the the Fast and Furious family, and I think of like ludicrous and tyrese mm. and their their whole vibe and dynamic and none of the none of the ammo kids even uh, even come close to approximating like oh i'd, well, I'd be excited for just like a, a brief scene with them because it'll be fun. I, I
0: i would argue that these kids are the approximate of ludicrous in fast in too fast too furious he's okay. very much a side character he was in two sure, scenes he true. helped he helped them out at the end he gave them something and then he like leads the 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 charge of cars as the diversion at the end of the second Fast and Furious movie, so if they want to beef them up and just give them a secret power we never knew about, like oh you thought they were just ammo kids, well one of them is also a doctor or something, just some <laughs> some sure. ludicrous skill, ludicrous no pun intended that uh, that this character suddenly has. But um, no, I would say that they're they're just as prevalent in this as he was in that one. I think that's fair. We all love Taj now in the Taj is terrific. That was just great. Anything else about our last movie and uh, or Bad Boys for Life? Yeah,
2: I did. I did want to mention because I mentioned this the first time. Um, while there is so much that I love about this movie, there were two things that just like I, that I didn't really pay attention to the first time I saw it because I was just so caught up in the spectacle that I was watching Bad Boys Three. Um, but on this second watch, I was like, oh, okay, like. One was Martin Lawrence performance, still hilarious, still very funny with the script that they wrote for him. But his his acting was, I think, just a touch, a touch below what, you know, we we got from him in the first two movies. And like, I didn't expect Martin Lawrence to be at Will Smith's level of acting, but there was just something off about him in this movie that like there was just like a number of lines the second watch where I was just like, "Uh, that was a little rough. That was a
1: rough. <laughs> I think that's fair, though. I do. He's uh...
0: rusty. I and mean, what was the last movie Martin Lawrence was in?
2: Yeah, oh, who I it, don't was it know. Was it
0: Rebound? Was it Big Mamas like Father like Son? <laughs>
2: I bet. I Wait, bet is that a real movie? Man. The last one.
1: Big Mamas oh, yeah. like Father like Son. Oh, yeah, God, I... the third Big Mama movie. Wow. Yeah, I was. I was considering how rusty Martin Lawrence could have been. I was generally pretty satisfied with him. And I do think the, uh, you know, I, I said this last time, but the bit with the, uh, the bit on the motorcycle with the Gatling gun, where Will Smith is trying to convince him that it's like a, a scent from God, is just the funniest thing in the Bad Boys movies. It yeah. is, the, is the height of humor. Yeah. He,
0: he has that great, he has that great line where he just goes, he goes, you are a vessel.
1: And he goes, I am a vessel. Like, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but, I, but at the same time, I, I do think that he's, uh, he's not quite, uh, he's not quite what he was yeah, sure. in the first two, for sure. Um Big Mama's like Father, like Son came out
0: 2011.
2: Wow, that completely just like, wow, completely like I missed that.
0: I did not see it in theaters. I had seen the previous two in theaters. <laughs> did not see this one. Uh He, him, and his son do something. Uh His son, played by Brandon T. Jackson, really? Who, yeah. Huh. Noah would know from um, uh, Tropic Thunder.
1: Oh, really? He's, Played uh, oh, what's his
0: name in that movie?
1: I know, Bo- yeah, the guy. Uh,
0: Booty Sweat is the drink, but what is his name in that movie?
1: Uh, Alpha Alpha Chino. If we should. Yes, have that. Yes. it's an actor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Alpha. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, he uh, he plays the titular son, and uh, yeah, no, didn't see that in theaters. Saw so, um, the first two though. Including Big Mama's house when I was nine. Yeah, I was um, a
1: movie made for nine original.
0: I was too. Um,
1: I was I, I missed that one. I was more, I was more a fan of Martin Lawrence's slightly later work, which is to say, Blue Streak. Oh. Blue Streak oh. came out before. Oh, Blue Streak came out before Blue.
0: Yeah, I also oh, wow. saw that. I saw that in theaters when I was seven. I think I think it came what out ninety nine or ninety eight. So I saw that when I was eight. I think. What Blue about Street. Black
1: Knight? I saw that. Love one.
0: It. I, I, 2001. Saw that in theaters too. Come come at me. I saw. I'm, I, Martin no, Lawrence I, I'm just saying, from was, the that, was, that, was
1: that before or after Big Mama's House? Big Mama's House was
0: 2000. So, okay. I, so Black I, night was I, after. I'm now going to look it up, but I think First Night, First Night, Black Knight was in 2001. Okay. And yeah, Blue Streak was 99, Big Mama's 2000, Black Knight 2001. Also saw national security in
2: theaters. Also good. Not,
0: Look and then I did not see rebound.
2: Martin Lawrence not. has some very good underrated films in his catalog. Like, I listen,
0: uh, I I I've seen national security a lot. I really am worried that if I watch it again, I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. Same thing I'm, with Black same thing with I'm, Black I'm, I'm Knight. Cool. I liked Black Knight a lot when I saw it. I'm worried about it. Big Mama's house I think would still hold up, but I definitely know Blue Streak would still hold up. Oh
1: yes. yeah, yeah. I've I've seen Blue Streak recently enough. Yeah, Blue Streak is I too know that, like. Even even if it's a little like a little bit of a nostalgia boost, it still works. It's still fun. Yeah,
2: it's absolutely. Great. Uh I'm I'm gonna watch that soon. Blue streak. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember I went to uh, I went to my older cousin's birthday party once, and it was just like a like a some uh, some kids coming over to hang out in his basement, and we watched Blue Streak, Black Knight, and the Martin Lawrence comedy special. Oh. Run Run Tell Dad. Yes. What a night. Just back to back to back. That's
2: great. That is great.
1: Uh, And it was it was quite the evening. I'd never seen any of those things. I also like that the comedy special starts with like a montage of like Martin Lawrence's troubles in the news. And I was like, I don't know who this is or what's going on. Have you ever seen have you ever seen Big Mama's House? Maybe. Hmm. I'm not positive. Interesting. He plays uh, Big Mama? Yes. He plays Malcolm? He plays and Malcolm? It's, and it's about and him trying to buy mama? a house?
0: First of all, you should see it for Neil Long in it alone. Is,
2: is it anything uh,
1: like the Amityville Horror? I
2: would say it's more like uh, The Clumps, Eddie yeah. it's, Okay.
0: <laughs> it's, it's more like Mrs. Doubtfire if he was a cop. You know, was... It's also one of these things where, like, I remember Eber, Eber and Roper mentioned this, but during the, because I've, I've watched a review of Big Mama's House, but they were like, no, no one, these are her friends and family. And there's no way they'd believe that this masked man was Big Mama, their family member. It's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. It's one of those things we have to just suspend the disbelief that, like, they just, they don't look the same. Sure, but she's he's wearing the same uh, wig and dress, so we'll we'll all agree that they look exactly alike.
2: And it's Um, the it's the type of slapstick comedy that he does in his TV show all the time, so it was just so on brand at that point.
0: Yeah, I really liked Big Mom's House. Paul Giamatti's in it, Noah. Oh, okay, weird. Plays (laughs) plays his partner. Um. All right. Well, oh, we got a little down, off track. Down that Anthony Anderson's in it. Terrence Howard's the bad guy, um, and Neil Long is uh, a vision in um, it. All right, so <laughs> now that we've gone down, now that we've done our Martin Lawrence podcast in two <laughs> seconds, uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's give a star rating to Bad Boys for Life, our final film, our final stars. Uh, Noah, did I give this three and a half? Yes, you did. Yeah, that's what I'm going yeah, I nailed them
1: all. I believe I gave it a three. Correct. As did I. Three stars. All right. Uh, Big
0: Willie, the final Big Willie style. Ahmad, what do you got?
2: Yes. Um, so 2019. In May of 2019, he, of course, uh, made Friend Like Me, Arabian Nights, and Prince Ali from the Aladdin soundtrack and movie He was also featured on a song called Don't Be Afraid to Be Different off of Logic's fifth album, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Um, It's a kind of like short, like motivational song um, where Will Smith name drops Fortnite, Instagram. We mentioned last time we recorded this, Will Smith had uh, recently in 2019 kind of rebranded himself in a DJ Khaled like way where he just all of a sudden, Got really big on social media, started interacting with social media a lot. Um, and so he mentions all of that in this song. Um, and then finally in 2020, uh, Joyner Lucas, who is a rapper who considers Will Smith to be an idol of his, um, he made a really dope song called Will. About uh Will Smith and like kind of like his influence and in the music video for Will, he remade a bunch of famous Will Smith moments like Fresh Prince, uh Men in Black. I think Bad Boys might be in there as well. And so in 2020, Will Smith hopped on the remix of Will with Joiner Lucas and delivered one of the best verses he's dropped in over a decade. And maybe even like longer than that. Like this is one of the best versus i've ever heard from will smith it's just really good he sounded like he was back in the authentic space that allowed him to make the music that we loved in the first place the flows were insane the rhyme schemes were impressive um it's just a really good showing i i doubt this will be the last we hear from will smith musically but in case it is i think i think he would go out on top like he reminded us like oh right will smith can really rap he's very good at it so that's where we are uh, with Will Smith's music career as it stands to this day.
0: All right. So to wrap up, uh, what is, what are the one or two d- peak Will Smith songs, the definitive tracks and what's his best album?
2: Um, best album is Big Willie style for sure. Um, it doesn't even, although although I will say a close second is probably his greatest hits album because that album has like some of the best songs from Big Willie style, but also the best songs from his work with DJ Jazzy Jeff. So i I didn't realize the Greatest Hits album existed until we uh, started this series, and it is it is perfect. It contains all of the songs that I would want to hear if I was listening to Will Smith's music. Uh, best songs, I got to say, "Summertime," of course. Um, yep. Personally, I really love this song called "Candy." Uh, from Big Willie Style, and then also from Big Willie Style is Just the Two of Us. Uh, Will Smith's very good when he's like waxing poetic about his family um, and love and relationships, and he does that really well in Just the Two of Us uh, over a really cool sample. So those are the three.
0: And then finally, looking into the future, what would you like to see from Will Smith moving forward, if anything at all, and if as far as his music goes?
2: Um, I think that if Will really wants to continue uh, being in the music game, I, I don't necessarily think that he should. I think if he stopped now, we would all be fine. Nobody, you know, nobody would have any qualms about that. But if he, if he wants to stay involved, I think he needs to reach out to the artist whose music he enjoys, you know, and stay in his lane, let go of this Latin techno. And, and you know, if you're really, if you're really you know, impressed by Bad Bunny and you just really like what Bad Bunny brings to the table. And who
0: who who isn't? I
2: you know, mean he's a huge thing. I, I
1: like Bad Bunny. He's he's good. He's current he's currently I, the I, WWE I, I, 24-7 champion. Is. Oh my
0: god. Well he I knew is. that I meant musically not
2: his wrestling career. We're all behind his wrestling career. <laughs> um, but I, I think Will needs to reach out to those rappers whose music he respects and enjoys. And collaborate with them. Do what he did for Joiner Lucas here. Cause in the Will remix, it kind of was like he was showing love to joiner and kind of passing the torch. Do that. Like, if you if you really like um some new artists, if you like Roddy Rich, get on a song with Roddy Rich and spit the best 16 bars you spit since the the Will remix and just like you know, give them that exposure because you hop on a song with an artist, people are gonna listen to it. And so I think he should focus on doing that if he wants to, to to keep doing music. We don't really need another Will Smith album. It won't be, you know, people will listen to it, but it, it won't be good. Like, you I mean feel like, like an EP
0: maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe like a, like, a, like a Missy Elliott, like four track thing.
2: Yeah, I just don't think he has like the he has it in him to like give he us maybe a doesn't have of that
0: point of view. view yeah. sure. Maybe he doesn't have like that point of view to yeah. like tell, yeah. tell a story.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has it, in it to give us like a consistent like ten to twelve track album. Like it's, I don't know if he's got it. All
0: right, and then last thing I am springing on you. You, you have one. You've one pair. Will Smith is featured on any artist of your choice currently working. Who best? Who would best work? Who who best benefits both this the person you are choosing and Will Smith from a collaboration? Uh, I we can give no one. I can vamp if you want a second.
2: I. I would like to see Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff team up again, but to make music like they were making before, not get lit. Like I I am going to do my best after the series ends to forget that song ever existed. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I would love to see them get together and like, they're both talented, like musical creators and they've, it's still in there for both of them. So I would like them to get together and like, make make some rap like just like get together jam out make some rap and see what happens because i think that would be very well received and i think it could still be very good um as far as like a rapper that's tough i i don't think will needs to really get on a song with somebody who's like an a really good lyricist because like it it he he will get outshone and so like
0: not not him on a run the jewels song you wouldn't prefer that
2: <laughs> you know i'm intrigued i'm intrigued
0: maybe old run
1: the jewels before they
0: they were you know
1: maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. meow the jewels <laughs> do you think will smith could handle being on like a super vulgar track
2: who oh. like like, like who? Do you-
1: like like Cardi B, Megan the Stallion,
2: like like a featured a featured <laughs> verse on like a WAP remix or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like something could like
0: Will that. could Will talk about
2: how he helps in that department? I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he he could do it, but it that would sound me- so yeah. weird what? that like about- it would be hard to get behind it.
1: How about this? Will Smith featured on an Eminem track. Apologies oh, to Brian. Disagree. Uh, where Will Smith opens by saying, "Oh, I don't have to cuss on my records, do I?" <laughs> and then he does.
0: <laughs> you you want him to do like Eminem type cussing? I don't know.
1: Man. <laughs> no, no, no. like do do like Bad Boys type cussing. Right, I mean, right. Horrific shit. <laughs> but just be like, yeah, I can say fuck. <laughs>
0: Uh, Ahmad, I, when we recorded last time you, well, you will, well, I don't know if it'll be the same, but before you mentioned, uh, Rick Ross and I did my Rick Ross impression, but now instead of doing that, I'm going to do my M impression for you. Okay. Okay. And it's also a one word <laughs> impression and it's old M. and it's based off of, uh, an SNL impression. There right, it is. <clears throat> Important. <laughs>
2: okay. That's, that's, that's okay. All funny. right. I, I remember, I remember the SNL thing you're talking about now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all Does I can Taren do. Killam? Yeah, of course it is. I can also do Taron Killam's Brad Pitt is duh, you know. <laughs> it's just he has one thing that he latches onto, but it works. Um, All right, terrific. All right, so we, uh, we're we going to get the awardable quotables. We have four awards here. Uh, each week we've picked a different nominee from the, from the films that we watched that week. We're going to pick – we already picked the fifth one, so I'm actually just going to go over what we picked. The How Come he Don't Want Me Award. This is the award given to the more underrated film of Will Smith's career. Our full nominees: Enemy of the State, Ali, Hitch, Men in Black Three, Concussion, and the one we picked from this week: Spies in Disguise. Uh, Noah, summarize why we picked Spies in Disguise.
1: I just because we all uh, we all really enjoyed it, and it came completely out of nowhere. I think for all of us, the first time we watched it, uh, and you guys didn't enjoy Gemini Man as much as I did. <laughs>
0: Uh, The next, uh, uh, so next week we will announce a winner for these. The next award, the I Make This Look Good award, is the award for the film in which Will Smith looked his best. Our nominees Men in Black, Bad Boys 2, I Am Legend, Focus, Suicide Squad, and we picked Bad Boys for Life. Ahmad, can you summarize why we picked Bad Boys for Life from this group of movies?
2: Yes, Will Smith has spent the entirety of the Bad Boys series just looking fantastic. Um, and he continues that trend in Bad Boys for Life, like the amazing suit that he wears. That DJ Khaled inevitably gets pig fat on, like just the the physique. Like he is he is jacked, (laughs) and even even though he's you know this older guy, fifty three or something, yeah. like it's like I I would not want to get in a fight with this version of Will Smith no no way no, no. <laughs> so yeah that is why we we paid it was
1: it was always very unfair because that was like a central part of his character that he's incredibly stylish and good looking yeah. but what are you gonna do <laughs> that's, that's what we got he's
0: incredibly stylish and good looking it's kind of unfair how Michael Jordan was really good at basketball what are you gonna do he's got to win yeah. games you know yeah. it's, it's what's gonna happen. Um, The next one, Don't Ever Do That Again Award. This award given out to the aspect of the film. Aspect of a film in which Will Smith should never repeat. Our nominees, the loosey-goosey racist commentary in Wild Wild West, the magical black person trope in The Legend of Bagger Vance, Don't Kill Good Doggies in I Am Legend, Don't Try to Build a Universe in After Earth, No More Accents in Concussion, and the one we picked for this week, Wait, wait, hang on. I, I worded this better in my graphic. Uh, don't act... Maybe it's just act your age, but act your yeah. age from Gemini Man. Noah, explain why.
1: Uh, well, because when he was acting as a regular uh, older Will Smith in Gemini Man, uh, we all saw the Will Smith that we know and loved, and when he was trying to play him as like a 20-year-old, it was just very stilted, and we didn't enjoy it. No, it and wasn't. So why, great. why, why ever spend time in a movie uh, hiding what makes you so great? Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, it's a great point. Uh, I worded it. I feel like I worded it. I, I'm pulling up the graphic. It's just taking a while to load. Just give me a second. Oh my God! Scroll down. I keep scrolling. It's not doing it. I'm going to break my computer. There we go. Oh, it's not acting your age. That's the better wording of it. Okay. There you go. All right, and finally, the Welcome to Earth Award, the award given where if aliens were to come down and they go, who's 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 big here? What's big? We go, well, Will Smith's kind of big. Who's that? We only have about two to two and a half hours. We need one example. This would be the example to show off his star power. Our nominees, Men in Black, Bad Boys 2, I Am Legend, Men in Black 3, Suicide Squad, and the nominee for this one, for this week, Bad Boys for Life. Ahmad, why did we choose Bad Boys for Life?
2: Because Will Smith is great in this movie. He's charming he's hilarious and it, the the action sequences that he is involved in in this movie are phenomenal i think any alien would watch this movie and then would immediately go on apple podcast spotify look up this series because they were like we need to find out everything we can about will smith because this guy is it this is all we need and we need to make an alien will smith up there so that we can make our own movies that are as good as this. So that is why right. <laughs> bad boys for life. It's <laughs> a good reason. It's a good reason. Um, all right. Before we move
0: on uh, and we get to the Willie nominations, we do have to take a quick break.
1: This episode of getting willy with is brought to you by Django unchained critics everywhere. Aren't impressed with the leads of Django unchained Andrew O'Hare of salon writes in his review. I don't want to spend too much time on Fox's stone-faced Django, because he's actually pretty boring. Can you imagine Will Smith, one of his generation's greatest stars, starring in a movie directed by Quentin Tarantino, one of his generation's greatest directors, and people reacting with, I don't know, I don't really want to talk about it, who cares? Of course you can't. It would be talked about relentlessly. Think about how often people talk about, oh, let's say, picking a random example completely out of the blue here, After Earth. It would be the opposite of that. Django Unchained. The talk of the town.
0: (laughs) So, I had a chance to do this over. (laughs) Indeed. I thought you did it on
2: purpose, to be honest.
0: (laughs) There was in a a technical difficulty that awarded me the opportunity to not only cut out jokes that I didn't like from the first episode, but to fix a problem that seems to be plaguing me with this fucking series. (laughs) And that is ranking Will Smith's performances and films. So let's do that. Now we, we did this on the other episode. So instead of the debate, I'm just going to read the rankings and then i'll point out the ones that we did from this
1: episode specifically so as
0: soon as my page i have so many tabs open i feel like noah drukey in uh, 2012
1: that is uh, very common i actually i do have them in front of me if you'd like uh, if you'd like me to go forward with it
0: uh if this doesn't uh, pop up in two seconds then yes but i have the first uh page i just need the rest of them you know what? no go ahead we'll save okay. some time
1: i uh, i'll start with the movie rankings uh, our full rankings list t- bottom to top number 27 the legend of bagger vance and we have bright after earth collateral beauty wild wild west suicide squad shark Tail, concussion comes in at number 20 bad boys seven pounds i robot This week's Gemini Man slots in at 16. Men in Black 2, Hancock, Aladdin at 13, Independence Day, Spies in Disguise at 11, and our top 10 films, Hitch at number 10, followed by Ali, Men in Black 3, Focus, I Am Legend, Bad Boys for Life, just sneaking into the top five, Bad Boys 2 at number 4, The Pursuit of Happiness at 3, Enemy of the State at 2. And the number one Consensus Will Smith movie is Men in Black. Performance-wise, The Legend of Bagger Vance, again, comes in at number 27. After Earth, number 26. Number 25 is Shark Tale. Then we have Bright, Wild Wild West, Independence Day, Men in Black 2, Concussion, Suicide Squad, Hancock, Bad Boys. Once again, Gemini Man ranks 16th. Collateral Beauty, Seven Pounds, iRobot, Spies in Disguise comes in at 12, Men in Black three, Hitch starts our top ten performances, followed by Focus, Aladdin at number eight, Men in Black, Ali, again, Bad Boys for Life at number five, Bad Boys two, Enemy of the State, I Am Legend, and The Pursuit of Happiness comes in as our consensus, greatest Will Smith performance.
0: There we have it. Um, uh, you can check out all those rankings on the graphics that I'm creating and we'll be posting once this episode drops. Okay. Uh, Noah, come and gone from a theater near you. Take us back in time.
1: Yes. So uh, first time we did this, I, I went with a it. time. ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I
1: thought you were going to keep going. First time we did this, I did a, a Martin Luther King junior day weekend uh, theme. Except I did the year 2018. When it right. Let's back. see. Let's
0: see if I can still get them. Could the commuter, oh, sure. uh, 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 proud Mary. Yeah. And was there one more? There was. Shit. Shit. Uh, what was the clue with that? With the, that one?
1: It was a uh, beloved cult status sort of movie.
0: It, oh, Paddington
1: Two. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Great. Go ahead. Uh, we're doing the same thing except one year previous, 2017, which I think is an even worse <laughs> King weekend. Uh,
0: okay, why don't you just give me some clues then?
1: Okay, I uh, we're just going with the uh, the regular weekend, not the holiday weekend numbers here. I uh, our top movie opened at number four. It's a horror movie with a uh, bad premise and a worse title.
0: <laughs> Bye Bye Man. Correct okay let's explain the bye-bye man for some people uh, ma do you ever heard of the bye-bye man do you know the plot of the bye-bye man Nah. so in the i don't really know the plot either but in the trailer and no and i get really hung up on this because it makes no sense he is a, a a being that appears and kills you if you think about him
1: now yeah, you can't you cannot say or think or the Bye Bye think. Man.
0: and characters say this in the movie as if saying don't think about the bye-bye man doesn't immediately make you think about the bye-bye man also renders your premise entirely useless
2: what also like (laughs) how has anybody ever ever discussed him and like the first time you hear about him aren't you dead because you thought about him Probably there's
1: no way to not think about it. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's it's re- it's really horrible.
2: Also, that's a terrible name for a horror. Hey, it makes you go <laughs> bye bye.
1: It's comically bad. The bye bye man. Bye-bye. That opened at twelve. Uh very close. Thirteen and a half. Yeah. What else? Uh, all right. So then we've also got a thirteen
0: seventeen to Paris.
1: No. Uh, we're going for a, a a family film, a children's family film here. 1317
0: to Paris, what is that? <laughs> uh, okay, a family oh,
1: film. Number seven. Ooh,
0: very low family film. Did we see it? Probably not. No. No, because it's supposed
1: to be bad. I saw, I mean, I, I, I watched a, a good deal of it at work to pass is it, the time. Is it about a dog? It is not about a dog. Okay, any more clues. It is uh, I think about aliens, maybe. Uh, let's see. You think it
0: it's is it animated? Did I ask that already?
1: Uh, you did not ask. It's uh, oh, all right. I can't just Google that because it's a Oh, it's a what? Phrase. It's no, a I phrase. Just, I, just, I Googled the title and it's uh, it's just a common term. And so I was just given results about the term okay Uh, let's see i think the answer is that no it's not animated well you're not sure
0: even though you've seen parts of it
1: oh lord no okay yes it is a live action debut but it was produced by paramount animation which really threw me there oh monster trucks yeah there it is okay monster uh
0: open Uh, to five Yes, a, a studio uh, executive greenlit the film because his kid thought of that idea. Hollywood, would. right? Yeah, billions, uh, thousands of writers every day trying to get their scripts sold. This kid's like, "What if monster trucks, but one of them was alive and it's like an alien?" They're like, "Fucking great, forty million dollars." <laughs> you got it, kid. Oh yeah, it was a little
1: squid thing. That's right.
0: Yeah,
1: five million dollars. Uh, no, not quite that bad. It was ten point nine. That's not that bad. No. What else? Uh, okay, then we've got one more, which I think uh, counts as a limited release. It was 1,800 theaters. Okay. Uh, We're looking at a uh, an action movie, sort of like an adult action crime thriller uh, featuring uh, one of the stars of one of our sponsors. Oh, uh,
0: ooh, Uh, no, no way. No, it was 2016 17. S- was it that Jamie Foxx movie? No, that's more recent than that. What is that called? Nameless? What is that called? Co- uh, is, is, it, is it the one I'm thinking of? Yes. F- fearless. Speakless. Nope. Hearless. Nope. Fearless. nope. <laughs> Ahmad, you've, you've seen this movie. We've talked about this before. What movie you've is this? Movie. It, 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 he plays like a Las Vegas cop. Whose son like dies and he's crazy? Oh. Him. What is that movie called? Oh shit. It's like fearless or
1: speakless or speechless. Speechless. No, no. Son of a bitch.
2: Oh god, yeah, it's right there.
1: Yeah. Think Meg Ryan. Meg
2: Ryan. Sleepless. Yeah.
0: I was starting in 99. I was gonna work down. I was like, you've got mail. <laughs>
1: sleepless it is sleepless i forgot oh, about I that
2: before, movie
0: God, four years ago i could have sworn that was like 2018 i'm with okay. you i
2: can't believe that was four years ago <laughs> that's a,
1: that's nuts
0: okay uh i watched this at home to pad my 2017 2016 list um just 17 list so that open that opened in
1: eight eight uh yeah 8.3 yeah nailed that yeah. one wow.
0: well i knew it wasn't like the colossal flop, and it had to be less than ten. So I Sure. Okay. Is that it?
1: Yes, that is all.
0: What was the number one movie? 2016. That was it. Rogue One still.
1: Uh so what? What's the number one movie right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm
0: thinking of what came out that December. I think that was Rogue One.
1: Yeah, Rogue One was came in at number five. Was it
0: La La Land?
1: No, that was number two.
0: Was it? What was it?
1: Hidden Figures.
0: Oh yes, the the expansion of Hidden Figures. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, great.
1: Eight and a half percent drop.
2: All right, uh, Ahmad uh Song of the Week, what do you got? Yes, the Song of the Week is a song by Rick Ross from his 2010 album, Teflon Don. I think uh the best album he's ever made, one of my favorite albums from 2010. It is a song called uh I forgot the name of the song. Uh Freemason, featuring Jay Z and John Legend. Um John Legend and Rick Ross have a great chemistry together. they made like maybe eight songs together as John Legend is just very good at singing on like hip hop songs. You know, outside of him being a fantastic R&B artist, one of the greatest, a legend, no pun intended. Um, He's just very good at at hooks, uh, specifically on rap songs. And him and Rick Ross are great together freemason features an incredible jay-z verse and rick ross is good as well so that is the song of the week
1: a music and hip-hop aficionado would it upset you to learn that when i hear rick ross (laughs) the first and often only thing i think of is diced pineapple
2: (laughs) you know what
0: no that's that's my fault that does that that does
2: not i'm not upset at that um because i I like pineapples is a great song
0: it's got a great
2: hook that song yeah yeah i like dice pineapples all right
0: that's
1: all
2: i
0: I (laughs) thought it was gonna be i thought it was gonna be him nearly ruining the the song off fantasy
1: no that is uh, a that is where i go second (laughs) uh what's that devil in a new dress yeah
0: that song needs to end. And then he just pops out of nowhere and gives a mediocre verse. And I'm like, wait, no. <laughs>
1: and then the third thing is his other thing. Uh, well, so yeah, yeah. But
0: especially because when I, every time I listen to that song, I think he sang um, uh, s- uh, s- uh, in a sauna with Jews, but it's jewels. It does sound like he says Jews. I thought that he was saying that for the longest. I did too, and it was a very <laughs> dark spot for me in that record. I was like, we don't need that. But then I keep looking. And then every few years I go, is it Jews? And I look it up, and it's Jules. And I'm like, okay, good. Yeah, I know. You know it really I, sounds I, just I, like it. Check because I, In
1: my mind, I'm thinking maybe I'm wrong. And I keep thinking, why is it just It's happening Jules? again. It's <laughs> happening to you right now. I'm looking it up. The important thing is that we all agree that he definitely could just be saying juice.
2: <laughs> it is, on
1: the table. yeah. It is
2: not. I would not be surprised if that is what he said.
1: I was <laughs> sitting and going, Rick. Looking, the
2: never. first
0: line, looking at my bitch. I bet you give your ass a bone. Like, boy, we were really just doing something, and now we're doing something else. Uh, okay, hold on.
1: Maybe that's why late registration is actually Kanye's best album. <laughs> <laughs> It's Rick Ross's fault.
0: Why does he say this line? <laughs> he 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 doesn't have two things on here, right?
2: No, there's only one verse.
0: Or I just mean on that album.
2: Oh no no yeah that should be it. All
0: right.
1: Could that be a line from Diced Pineapple? No, <laughs> my
0: character. No, I no I want you to look up Rick Ross line, uh in a sauna with jewels. Oh, is it from a Drake song?
1: Yes, it's from Lord Knows.
0: Oh, it's from which has one of the best beats. Oh yeah, oh, was yeah.
2: that was Lord Knows.
1: That beat is incredible. Yeah, okay, Just Blaze right. is Hold fantastic.
2: Is it, is it Jules?
1: I uh, it's just loading for me now, so let's see.
2: Uh, God, Lord I'm knows, just... such a Just Blaze is an incredible producer.
1: I. Uh, mm. I'm sorry to say that genius.com reports that it is, in fact, Jews. Oh, it's one of those things where I'm thinking it doesn't need to be Rick, there's no reason
0: for it, Rick. You could also be in a sauna with jewels, no one else has jewels generally in the sauna, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's a great sauna. Oh, I was not
2: expecting that turned.
0: I told you it it's one of those things where I'm like, or is it that I'm always thinking it could be this? Why is yeah. it that? And it turns out it is. That's why I check every few years. have three ideas. <laughs> Nearly ruins a terrific song. Okay. Uh, here we go. The Willy. So uh, every week we've watched movies and we've each kept a ranked list of the performances and films that we liked in order. I, 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 I told our two co-hosts here, to rank the top seven in each category they sent it to me i did the math the one spot got seven points the two spot got six points so on and so forth the top five are here listed here we go we have six categories or eight rather now that i'm looking at them these are willies these encompass the best of will smith's filmography we start with best original song of a will smith picture the nominees are black suits come and nod your head will smith featuring trey Knox from men in black 2 Friend Like Me and Credits by Will Smith, DJ Khaled from Aladdin. Men in Black by Will Smith from Men in Black. And Shake Your Tail Feather. feather. (laughs) That's what happens when you say this twice. (laughs) Shake Your Tail Feather by Nellie, Murphy, Lee, and Diddy from Bad Boys 2. Best screenplay of a Will Smith picture. Bad Boys for Life by Chris Bremner, Peter Craig, and Joe Carnahan. Enemy of the State, by David Marconi. I Am Legend, by Peter Protosvich and Akiva Goldsman. Men in Black, by Ed Solomon. And The Pursuit of Happiness, by Stephen Conrad- Concord. Best Supporting Actress in a Will Smith Picture, the nominees are... Linda Fiorentino, Men in Black. Regina King, Enemy of the State. Gugu Mbathara, Concussion. Nassim Pedrad, Aladdin. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Gemini Man. Best Supporting Actor in a Will Smith Picture, your nominees are Vincent D'Onofrio, Men in Black, Gene Hackman, Enemy of the State, Joe Pantliano, Bad Boys for Life, Will Smith, Aladdin, and Will Smith, Independence Day. Best Actress in a Will Smith Picture, the nominees are Rosario Dawson, Seven Pounds, Ava Mendez, Hitch, Margot Robbie, Focus, Margot Robbie, Suicide Squad, and Naomi Scott, Aladdin. Best non-Will Smith actor in a Will Smith picture. The nominees are Tommy Lee Jones, Men in Black. Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys. Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys 2. Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> and Bill Pullman, Independence Day. I think what makes that funnier is that it's just, and then Bill Pullman is at the end of
1: that. Uh, Yeah, that. Yeah, that, that helps. Yeah.
0: Best director of a Will Smith picture. The nominees are Michael Bay, Bad Boys 2. Francis Lawrence, I Am Legend. Gabriel Muccino, The Pursuit of Happiness, Tony Scott, Enemy of the State, and Barry Sonnenfeld, Men in Black. And finally, your nominees for the best Will Smith picture are Bad Boys 2, Enemy of the State, Men in Black, The Pursuit of Happiness, and Bad Boys for Life. There we have it. What do we think about these nominees? Any any that stick out to you that are interesting or that you like or that are surprising? Anything going on here, guys?
1: I think it's a uh, it's a pretty good, pretty representative list. I'm very happy with how it turned out. Uh, the only thing I'm missing that I understand is really just driven by me, so it's fine. Uh, is a little more love for Focus, but what are you going to do? <laughs> this is a this is a group project. I uh, I cannot captain this ship alone, so I accept it, and uh, I think we did a good job.
2: Yeah, honestly, fo- uh, Focus. I feel like was like very close on like a number of my categories but there was just so many like other like better movies and performances <laughs> <laughs> not like a lot <laughs> not, not like a lot but like
1: it was so close but for the, the, the just cavalcade
2: of better things if it wasn't For all of the things that were better, it would have been right there. It was just like, I feel like, like always like close to that six spot. And it's like, well, these five or there was like a a, a five that I won't say I'll save save that for next week. But like, I feel like five movies that were just like, oh, yeah, of course, this movie, this movie. Oh, yeah, that one. And focus was just it was just outside looking in, you know, knocking on the door. (laughs) Um. The, uh, the, the
0: the film or the project with the most uh, nominations is Men in Black, with seven. Makes sense. Uh, with total, with the uh, franchise, it has eight. Wow. However, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine for franchise is the bad boys franchise with nine total, Mm. nine total nominations off three films, men in black, three films, eight total nominations. So there you go. Uh, next week we will be uh, revealing the winners, uh, for that. And, uh, we'll have a, I I made kind of a prototype ballot, uh, that you guys can fill out your own, uh, winners and let
1: us know what you think. Um, all right. Uh, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can come find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at Witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I am at Brian Deserber, D A S U R B E R. And of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. And, you know, we're wrapping up the uh, Getting Willy With It project. We got the Willy Awards coming out next week. And then we got something new in the pipes that's going to be just as fun. Uh, so get in on the ground floor for that with some of those subscriptions.
0: Yes, subscribe or whatever. Um, yeah, we have... uh in- that button! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first weekend in March, we begin Multiplex Madness forever. We go set out finding the greatest blockbuster of the 90s. This was a huge decade. We're talking Titanic, Man in Black, Independence Day. Will Smith was around. We're talking uh, Forrest Gump. We're talking The Lion King. We're talking huge, huge... Movies and it's the last of our uh, our decade uh, tournaments, so be sure to 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 check that out. I think
1: more importantly, we're talking superhero movies barely existed.
0: Not a lot of superhero movies. A few two two,
1: range of possible winners. I think
0: it's just two Batman's. That might be it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't don't have a lot of superheroes. We have a bunch of Oscar winners, a bunch of great dramas that made a lot of money. So it's going to be a different conversation. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Ahmad, what do you have going on?
2: Yes, thinking outside the boombox. Your number one source for hip hop and R and B news. Um, thinking outside the boombox.com. You can follow me at totb the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at GoodKidShyCity, City, C H I. Um, lots of exciting things coming soon. Once we um finish the get uh Getting Willy with it series next week. I will be um having my thinking outside the Boombox award show um Ooh. reveal. Uh, the following week, and then I'll be having a Grammy recap the week after that, and then I will be starting my own tournament, um, which will rename will remain unnamed until that trailer hits in about a week. Uh, so yeah, a lot of exciting uh, music stuff happening on Thinking Outside the box.
0: Looking forward to all of it. Um, can't wait to see who won your awards. I don't remember who I voted for. <laughs> yeah, I but think after, it'll be I'm good. I'm gonna have been a while. I'm gonna have to go <laughs> back and look when I listen. Um, all right, that is it. Thank you for being here and getting willy with it. We got one more of these to go. We hope you'll join us. I've been here host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We thank Ahmad as always, and uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, we ride together. together.
2: We socially, socially distance, together. distance together. together. Will Smith, will Smith for will Smith will
1: life. For life